Ilnor, and welcome to episode 19 of the New Outriders podcast. I'm your host, Helen. With me, as always, are my intrepid co-hosts, Lord Lassarian and Lady Roxanne. How are you guys doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you, Talon? I'm always great. <laughs> Evening. And with us tonight is our guest, Baroness Ziera of Star Wars The Old Republic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for being here. Tonight we're going to talk some Guild News. Uh, Roxy's going to tell us all about the PlayStation 4. We're going to play some games. We're going to talk um, Galactic Starfighter with Zira, Warlords of Draenor with me. We're going to answer some of your questions. And Lass is going to try and make us all feel stupid again. Are you just going to talk to PlayStation 4? Wait a minute. I thought she was doing... How many topics did you have this week, Rox? We had a little kerfuffle. Aha. Uh-huh. She was going to talk BlizzCon after I told her I was going to do oh. Lords of Draenor. So then she's like, okay, I'll do Star Wars. And I'm like, no, Zierra's doing Star Wars. And I'm like, I'll go to my backup topic, <laughs> and you can do BlizzCon like you wanted. She's like, no, you stay on Lords of Draenor, and I'll do something else. So yeah, she's on the conversation for yeah, because I was going well, to about... Even planning the podcast is like a raid for NOR. Yep. Stop it. Communication is an issue. Well, I was going to talk about the movie and um, BlizzCon, but, you know. We'll get to that another episode. Okay. So. But the movie's exciting. It's been a pretty quiet couple of weeks for Norris since our last podcast. Uh, the only birthday coming up um, is Joker. He'll be turning 32. Um, that's my age, so... Ha-ha. For, some reason, for some reason, I thought Joker would be like Z's age, like 19. Well, there was another Joker that was her age, but of course that was like 15 years ago, so he wouldn't be her age now. What? We've had two Jokers? I think we've had three or four. Yeah, I'm sure we've had more than that. It's a pretty common name. I know of an undercover Joker. We got a new squire, uh, Thor Grimm. It's now a squire. Um, Tundra announced it, so it's either on Neverwinter or Star Wars. And I'm a bad host, so I didn't actually look it up, even though I remember responding to it. Um, Three champions, Skyleth, Intasar, and Valak. Yeah. I think Valak's promotion was a little bit of a nepotism, but other than that, the other two look nice. Oh, my God. No, it wasn't. He totally totally deserved that promotion. Yeah, he does a lot for our brand. And he has to put up with OJ um, because of his relationship with you. (laughs) And we've got a new Baron in uh, Dovcare, so. Yes. New officers are always good. One hopes. So it's pretty light on that end of, of Nor this last couple of weeks. Um, blue for Star Wars, November 29th through December 1st, right after Thanksgiving. Um, so everybody should have a couple of days off, get home from Black Friday, or if you're like me, skip Black Friday. Um, log into Star Wars and you can be evil for a weekend. Yeah. I wish I could. I'm going to... Oh, I dread missing that. Not dread, but... You're going to be in Ireland. I know. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you. Hey. What are you doing in Ireland? Visiting. Oh. Vacation. Whatever. It's fabulous. Yeah, so I'll miss it. But I, 
you know, I was really looking forward to having that double experience. That would have been very nice. You know, and hanging out with, you know, people like Tundra and Sarah and, you know, all the cool so people. So it's, it's double experience for the weekend, or actually even longer, right? It starts on Wednesday. I believe and then the new starts that Friday. Mm-hmm. And then December 3rd is the subscriber early access for the new expansion. So you get your double XP weekend out of the way. You get your guys all built up, and you can get a, a dark side player in the new expansion yep. as well. Cool. That sounds fun. Also, um, in the new expansion, you can start the uh, basically using your ship and everything at level 1. Even you don't need to be level 55 or anything like that to play the new expansion. I suppose, since it shouldn't be based on your character power, since it is a spaceship. Yeah, it's based on um, ship XP and everything. Got and, own thing. <laughs> and, of course, our Soul Forge tournament is still going on. I am tied for first place, and Roxy's tied for last place. Oh, I'm sorry, Rox. That's okay, I I know it. Who, who am I tied with, by the way? Tundra. No. Yes. What? Duke Tundra is having a heck of a time in Soul Forge. Um, well, I'll play him next. Yes, you do. Um, so you guys will break that tie, but you got to get your Week 4 match out of the way first. You're I still know. Left. Um, you're, you're, you're 0-3, and he's 0-4, so um, something's going to give this play? next week. One of you is going to get your first win. Oh, nice. Who am I playing again? You have Zippin. <laughs> um um, or you're going to get Who I'm tied for first place with, so he's Wait. he just a couple weeks ago we played during one of the the casual CCG league gatherings before the HT meeting, and he just demolished me. Um, I'm not looking forward to playing him when that when that little uh, roulette comes up. Well, you know, worse things have happened, so it's not like one of us have ever lost before. So certainly, we not. almost beat you the other day. Remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, um, you know, Sokolov beat me uh, one of our games this last week, so. Oh, wow. I won the match, but he did beat me. Um, I recorded video of that one, and it's up in the CCG League forum. You really should watch it. Um, he made just a couple of really, really good moves, the last two moves of the game, to beat me. He was down to one health, and I had a character on the board where if he would have killed that character, it would have done damage to him. So he had to do damage to it or get a creature in its way so that it couldn't hit him, but he also couldn't kill it because that would have also killed him. So he made a couple really good plays at the end of that game and beat me. Um, plays that if our situations were reversed, I don't think I could have made. Oh, no, I totally was. I mean, he, the guy's got, like, ice in his veins. Lass, I, I would have expected you to be in first place because you're really good. Well, thank you. I Apparently I'm not as good as, as anybody thought because I got, I've got i gotten smoked up until... Uh, well, today, when I played the Kasha. Well, you're 2-2. Two two. You won your opening round match against Tundra, I think. Uh, yeah. 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 And, you know, Lakasha, she's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes, she is. That was not an easy win. No, no. She's, she's, she's a devious woman when it comes to, to CCGs. Yeah. It's all, you know, sugar and, and nice until that final knife goes in. Bam. I finally got my first legendary card. Hello. Really? Yes. Wow. So, like, I'm playing people that have, like, at least three and four or five in their decks, and I've got, you know, I've got my dorky one. 
Yeah, so I've, I've got, I think I got another one today when I finished my game, or yesterday when I finished my game with Sokolov. I'm not talking to you anymore. Me either, because your, yours are very good. Well, there's some problems with Soulforge, but, you know, when it's over, we'll evaluate Soulforge and see what our next tournament is going to be. Um, I'm thinking probably Hearthstone, but who knows. Um, let's move on. Roxy wants to tell us about the PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I've got some really good info for you guys. You know, that's one of the game game systems. You know, there's two big ones coming out. The PlayStation 4 is out now, and then the Xbox One is coming out, is it tonight? It's a week after uh, the PlayStation 4, so if that one's okay. coming out on Friday, the next the Xbox is yeah. next Friday. So it's coming. Um, but, you know... Even though there have been problems with this, um, with it, the PlayStation 4, I think that's the one we are going to get. Um, what I was going to go over tonight was were the top features of it and also some of the problems it's experienced. Because I know a lot of people are looking at Christmas. It's less than six weeks away. You know, they're getting it for their child, for their spouse, for themselves, if they've been really good. So, um, you know, I thought I'd go over some of the things with PlayStation 4 and let people decide for themselves, you know, if they haven't um, looked at it before. Um, Some of the good things about the PlayStation 4 is that it has made up for all the years we've been waiting for it uh, with the addition of some of the really good features like and. Advanced real-time lighting, uh, the shaders, texture mapping, artificial intelligence. It has more system memory, and it also has a large 500-gigabyte hard drive in every system. Um, And there are some really good features, interesting, that I found. Um, One of them being their DualShock 4 controller has a new share button. And that allows you to share the last 15 minutes of gameplay with your friends. You can post it to your favorite media site, social media site. You can post it to Twitch and Ustream. And I thought that was really interesting because I know a lot of people are fond of using Twitch and things like that. Um, So this will be really helpful when you've done, you know, down to Major Boss or, you know, something like that. Um... Another good feature that it has is that you don't have to pay to play online. I know with the Xbox, and I'm not sure with the Xbox One, but you have to purchase a membership to play. Um, and you can do that, like, by monthly, three months, Actually, a year, or whatever. Um, for the PlayStation 4, Sony changed that policy. And for the PlayStation 4, you do have to be a PS Plus subscriber to play online. Are you sure? Yes. Because I just researched this today. Yes, I am. Well. You can still use a bunch of other features of the PlayStation Network. Are you talking about, like. Without um, being a Plus subscriber, like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. Right. Where on the Xbox you have to subscribe, but for online play, Sony did move that under the the PS Plus paywall now. Well, what about the free-to-play online multiplayer games? Free-to-play games you will not have to be a subscriber for, but any other game, like if you play a Call of Duty, which is not free-to-play, or anything where you have to buy a boxed copy or buy a digital copy, you'll actually have to be a PS Plus subscriber to play online. Oh, 
okay. All um, right. One subscription okay. works for your entire household, though. Well, I will say this. The Plus subscription has a lot of great things, and it really pays for itself because we have a Plus subscription, and it's awesome because you can get free games with it. You can get discounts, just all kinds of great craziness in there. Um, but you don't need it to use Netflix and Hulu Plus and YouTube, and I like to watch Netflix on it, so... Um, there is that. Um, it also has a standby mode, and I really like it because I don't like, like if I've been playing a game and I come back to it a few hours later or the next morning, I don't have, I don't like going through the reboot, rebooting uh, mode. You know what I mean? Um, I guess I'm lazy. I don't know, but I'd just rather jump in straight to gameplay. And the controllers will also charge during standby, standby mode, so you don't have to go out and purchase a charging dock either. Um, it also has something very cool, which I know, Lasarian, you will find very interesting for you and your lovely bride. It now has a light bar on the controllers. And what this does, it allows you to assign different colors to different players. You can also use it. As mood lighting, you know, when you want to get all nice and romantic, so you can get all your special gaming moments on. A romantic evening of Killzone. Yes, I can. Oh, that sounds like ticket, all right. (laughs) You love it. I just know it. Um, Let's see. It also allows you to multitask, which means you can run more than one app. For instance, you can be playing a game. And while you're playing the game, you can look up information on the game, like on quests and things like that. Um, And there are several other things that you can do with this, but that was my favorite thing um, that showcased that multitasking feature. Because I know a lot of times when I play a game and I get stuck and I get really frustrated, and then I go to the Internet to look, look it up. Like, what am I doing wrong? You know, what's his quest about and things like that. Um, Let's see. The PlayStation 4 also has a camera, which you can buy, which allows you to track a player's face and body. So when you're doing things like those games where you move around, um, that allows you to do it. It also has a voice command capability. Um, and how that works is it has an eight it has eight array microphones inside the camera. So um, when you're playing your game and you want to give it a voice command, that's how you would do it. Um, it doesn't come with a basic PlayStation 4 package, but you can purchase it. And as I've looked around, uh, I've noticed that the accessories are readily available. But the actual units are not. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, there is remote play, similar to the Wii U, in that you use your PlayStation Vita, which is their handheld game device. So um, if your family members, friends, or roommate wants to watch the television, you can still play your game on the Vita if you have one. So... um With that said, 
There's some things um, I want to discuss, such as problems with the PlayStation 4 right at launch. And those are availability. As you might expect, um, they're out of stock everywhere. I went online tonight, and I checked some of the major retailers, and no one had them. They're all out of stock. Um, You can try to get them in the stores, and uh, if you're lucky, you might be able to find one. Um, One place that I did find one, which is not your conventional uh, shopping place, and I never shop there, but my mother does, is QVC. They have them in stock today. Um... But they are at a higher price. They're $899.96. Ouch. Yeah. They're expensive. Um, But you can do what they have called an easy pay feature, which gives you a certain number of months to pay it off. Each unit includes either uh, Call of Duty Ghost, Killzone Shadowfall, or Battlefield 4. They also come with one controller, and I think the plug that, plugs it in from your gaming system to your television. And I know that sounds like a lot of money. However, if you have looked on Craigslist, on eBay, and on Amazon, they have these units, the same thing, selling for well over $1,000, which I would never do that. But if you're desperate to get something for someone you love for Christmas, that might be an option for you. Some of the other problems, um, besides the lack of availability, are um, some problems with the unit itself. There's something called the blue light of death um, that has been happening with a certain percentage of units. And according to Sony, the blue light of death basically comes on and it your machine does not work, but that light will come on. Uh, according to Sony, their expected failure rate is about 0.4%, which doesn't sound very high until you take into consideration that for every million systems that are sold, there are potentially 4,000 which are broken. Now, if you are one of these 4,000s, it's going to suck pretty bad because you have to deal with returning your unit to Sony for one that does not work. Or if they don't have a Sony store in your area, you have to go on, go on the phone and go through that nightmare, which you can imagine. Um, one thing that I have read about the Sony customer service is that when you do get someone... They are very helpful, and what they will do is they will send you a box for you to ship your PlayStation 4 back to them, which is going to take weeks to get it back, probably. I don't know. Um, There have also been reports of crashing and freezing, um, and these reports are in that 4,000 number. So, you know, you're kind of taking a chance You know, if you go out and buy one, it potentially could be one of those units. Or if you're not so unlucky, then you'll get a a unit that works perfectly fine. I've read that, um, you know, people are gaming 14, 15, 24 hours at a time. They're they're using their PlayStation 4, and it's working like a champ. So um, there is that. 
So, you know, it may be worth it to wait to get one of these until all the problems have been fixed. I would, and I think that's what we're going to do. Um, and if you remember when the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 were first released, they had their own set of problems too, and they were fixed fairly quickly. So, anyway, that's my take on the PlayStation 4, the pros and the cons. Uh, like I said, I personally plan on getting one uh, in this next year. Uh, but right now, we're still content with our PlayStation 3. So, there you go. Thank you. Nice job, Ross. Thanks. Yeah. you all have any questions about the PlayStation 4? I do not. Um, I am not buying one right now. Um, next Christmas, I will buy myself one of the two new consoles. But... Um, the only thing I will be choosing based on is how many of my friends have each. Oh. If I have more friends with an Xbox, I'm getting an Xbox. If I have more friends with a, with a PlayStation, I'm getting a PlayStation. Um, for the most part, I play all of my single-player games on PC. Um, so, right. you know, other than specific, like, console exclusives, which I really don't... There's not enough of those to make me buy a specific system. Um, whichever one of the systems has more of my friends on it is the one I'm going to get, because that's where I'll be playing online. Well, do you have a game console right now? I have a 360. All right. Well, uh, Sierra, you said that OJ was, was going to get one. Do you know if he's going to get one for Christmas, or is it going to be... Or is he going to wait? Um... I'm not sure exactly. He has a lot of gaming systems. He has the Wii U, his old PlayStation, I think even a PlayStation 2, um, Xbox. You know, he has a lot of gaming systems, but, you know, he loves having the newest things, and he's really excited about, you know, the new systems that are coming out. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got one himself. And that would be awesome. Yeah, it would. <laughs> if I was closer, I'd come over and play. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Roxy. You're welcome. I'm going to move on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you guys. Yeah. I, I kind of liked last week where we did, or last time where we did the uh, Etsy store or Warcraft character. That was hilarious. So this week we'll be playing another game. This one's not quite so clever. I'm just going to quiz the three of you. I'm going to list first a list of protagonists and then a list of antagonists um, from certain video games or video game series. And you're just going to have to blurt out which game or series they're from. Um, First right answer gets three points. If I have to give a clue, it'll be one point. Um, And then, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Well, there's going to be a lot of echo. Yeah, I think so. Um, You guys ready? Yeah. Sure. All right, our first protagonist is Samus Aran. Uh, Metroid. Yes, sir. Nathan Drake. No freaking idea. Oh. This is a PlayStation 3 exclusive series right now. Oh, gosh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I can't think of the game. Time's up. It's Uncharted. Damn it. I knew it. I know it. Even in the Battle Royale game. Ah, I should have known that one. Dirk the Daring. This is from an 80s arcade game. Dirk the Daring from an 80s arcade game. It's Dragon's Lair. Ah. That's Leon the animated. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Animated. Uh, Leon Kennedy. 
No idea. <laughs> nope, me either. It's a game about uh, a horrible company that makes things into mutants. Resident Evil. Oh, oh. <laughs> we said mutants, I started thinking X-Men. Yeah. John 117. He goes by another very obvious name. Well, what is it? It's Master Chief. Uh, Halo? Yes. <laughs> Manny Calavera. Manny Calavera. I have no idea. Yep. No idea. This is from the last LucasArts adventure game. From the 90s. Oh. I probably was important. <laughs> Grim Fandango. One of my favorite games of all time. Oh, God. Cloud Strife. Kingdom Hearts? No, 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 Final Fantasy. Yes. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Guybrush Threepwood. <laughs> what? Guybrush Threepwood. This is from another LucasArts adventure game series. I feel like I'm a really bad gamer now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> He's from Monkey Island. Uh, the nameless one. From a classic D and D RPG. Planescape Torment. Gordon I Freeman. I've heard of that. Gordon Freeman. I thought you said Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Mor- Gordon Freeman is from Valve's most famous game series. I don't know if they played any of those games. That would be Half-Life. The final protagonist is John Marston. He's from a Rockstar game that's not Grand Theft Auto. Manhunt? No idea. Red Dead Redemption! Yep, Red Dead Redemption. Where you played that game for hours. Okay, yes. sorry. <laughs> yep. Zira is in the lead with five points. Last says three. Roxy's bringing up the rear. Now some antagonists. <laughs> I'll say that the first two are AIs. The first is GLaDOS. From another Valve game that's not Half-Life. Half-Life 3? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Portal. Yep, no, I, I didn't play Portal. Shodan. Oh, this is going to be a long, quiet list. From the series that preceded the Bioshock series. That'd be System Shock. Wouldn't know. Mother Brain. Don't know. This is from a game last already mentioned. Oh, is it Metroid? Yes, sir. Pope Rodrigo Borgia. <laughs> An actual real-life pope. It's a game about assassinating things. Assassin's Creed! Yes, Assassin's Creed 2. Wow, that was quite the hint. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? That was a really good hint. 
<laughs> Dr. Wiley. Wait, what? Dr. Wiley. Dr. Wiley. I don't know that one. I don't even know how to give a hint to this one. Yeah, I don't know. It's Mega Man. (laughs) Oh my gosh, how did I not know that? Corey's going to listen to this and he's going to be so upset with me. Dr. Robotnik. Oh, that's Mario. No, it's almost Mario. Almost Mario. It's Sega's ripoff of Mario. Oh, Sonic. Yes. <laughs> Sega rip off of Mario only has one possible answer. Uh, Mecha Hitler. Mecha Hitler? I feel like I should know this. I know, right? It's from an id software game that's not Doom. <laughs> oh, Wolfenstein? Yes. Yay! Right. Right. Yay! <laughs> I got one! At the end of that game, you fight Robotic Hitler. Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack. I am certain that Corey played this game. OJ. No! Oh, uh, uh, don't say it. Don't give me a hint. I know. It's uh, Borderlands 2. This is correct. Yeah! Sierra, <laughs> you're so much fun to have on the podcast. Huh? Yes, you are. Andrew I Ryan. because I knew it. <laughs> What's that one? Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Ryan. Andrew Ryan. God, I suck. I don't know any of these. <laughs> I already mentioned this game in reference to another game. Oh, um. Come on, Ron. Grand Theft Auto? No, Bioshock. Ah, oh, I hate And you. then the final one is Kefka. 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 My favorite video game villain of all time. Could you could you give us easy ones, like Star Wars ones? That was too easy. <laughs> Darth Vader. No. Final <laughs> the final answer is Kefka. It's from a series we've already done in the protagonist section. Well that narrows it down. The series Cloud Strife was in. Final Fantasy, one of the one yes. of those. He's the antagonist of Final Fantasy 3 in the U.S., which was Final Fantasy 6 in Japan. My favorite game of all time. Zier is our winner with 10 points. Yes. had five, and Roxy had one. It was not to do with the long hair, though. Kefka was... It was the last SNES Final Fantasy game. Who was the protagonist in that game? Um, There was more of a group effort, but the main character was Terra. Terra Brown. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play that. She was half Esper. Yeah. All right, Zira is our champion until our next podcast. Yay, I forgot. Was, was it Roxy <laughs> last week's champion? Or was it Zalas? I forgot. Zira is our champion until the next podcast. Congratulations. Congratulations. Woohoo! Speaking of our champion, that's why we're here tonight. Um, Star Wars has a new. Expansion coming out, and Zier is going to tell us what information there is about it right now. Okay, so um, the expansion is Galactic Starfighter. It's a free expansion coming to Star Wars that features up to 24 players, 12 versus 12 space PvP using types of spaceships you can upgrade and modify. There's a lot of customization in these ships. It's insane. Um it bears very little relation to the rest of the game. So the rest of the game is called Ground Game. Um, 
and then anyone can level and participate with the new expansion coming out. So you can start a level one character, do your little conversation, walk out of the instance, and just start playing the new expansion. Um, it's basically like a separate mini game of Star Wars, and uh, you can earn credits and XP for the ground game. So you can. So it's kind of like an alternative to leveling. If you're kind of bored with running missions on Hoth, you could just start, you know, PvPing in space and you know get your XP and everything. Um, at the moment, I think there's only yeah there's um so the first early access subscribers get it on December second. Um, there's only going to be three type of gunships that you can have, the scouts, strikers, and the gunships. Um, and then the bombers are not going to come out until February. Um, and then you get a whole new set of crew on these ships. You get four, I believe. Um, and then you get to bring a companion with you. So whatever your active companion is will be the new one on the ship with you. Um, this just came out in the public test realm not too long ago. So there's just new information coming out every day. Um, a good website to look at is always Dolfly, because um, she updates it, like, every day almost. Um, a lot of the new interface and everything has come out. I've been trying to update the boards as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, it's just a huge expansion, because they've been calling this the, C- the Secret Space Project pretty much since the game launched. And um, and this is definitely going to open up a whole new window to Star Wars because after this comes out, they're just going to, you know, expand on it. And soon it will be probably missions and other things that doesn't have anything to do with PvP. But it's completely free flight. Um, there's no, like, rail or anything like that. It's going to be completely different from the space missions previously. Um, you even have the chat box and everything. Um, the HUD's going to look a lot different. Um it's a lot more user-friendly and uh, and everything like that. Um, there is a small role with the cartel market, um, but there are – it's still in the test room, so it's not perfect yet. A lot of the information might change a little bit, um, but there's upgrades and paint jobs and all that on the cartel market that's going to be available. Um, and I believe even they're having their second anniversary and you get um, – new paint jobs for their anniversary gift, basically, to you. Um, I think you can own pretty much as many ships as there are. Um, I think right now there's about 20 ships per side. So you have, like, kind of the classes of the ships and then other ones. Um, And there's a lot of customization changing the look of it and and different things with it. but yeah, it's it's going to be a huge expansion. It's going to it's going to be like a whole other section of the game. Um, also, in the public test room, there is a new the Rackle event is going to come back, and it's actually going to have a reputation. There's going to be a uh, operations boss, and it's just going to be a whole new thing. Um, the Gree event is going to come back, and there's going to be new items to get with reputation, new missions, and all of that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And so, life. So with the Galactic Starfighter, um, you said it's independent of, of my progress in the game. So if I do it as a level one, I won't be any worse off than somebody who goes in at level 55 and is like a hardcore raider because it's all spaceships and it's all like separate. Okay. To do with health or gear or anything like that. 
that's good. So, and it's free, so they expect this to bring more people into Star Wars, I assume. The free-to-play expansion is released in February 4th, for free-to-play, and then Preferred gets it January 14th. Okay. So, I had a question, and now my brain died, which <laughs> happens to me a lot, because I'm old and feeble. Um... Up here, it's just kind of insane to try and. So right now, it's it's all PvP, but yeah. it's it's not on rails. Um, have you gotten to try it on the public test realms yet? Um, That's right. But I've posted videos of it, and it's it's really exciting how. So it's like a it's like an old school space dogfighting game, like X Wing versus Tie Fighter or Wing um, Commander, but multiplayer. Supported by, um, like, joysticks and stuff yet, or game pads or whatever. Um, not yet, at least. Unless it's higher fidelity, anyway. Um, do you guys have any questions for Zero? No, I think she really covered it. Plus, she's she has been posting. I haven't, I can't say that I've read every single one, but I've sort of perused. Yeah. Um, also on the boards, I posted um, about the... Uh, the build cal- ca- calculator, sorry, for your ship. It's basically, like, practically another character. Um, it has primary weapon, secondary weapon, engine, shield projector, sensor, reactor, armor, magazine, all that that you can upgrade and change to make your, um, to make it, you know, your ship um, and to make it better. And your crew, um you have engineering, offensive, tactical, defense, and your co-pilot. It's just there's just so much here in this expansion, and it's free, and it's just basically you get it as much as you play, I guess. You know, subscribe. What are the in-game costs like? Do you have like a uh, do you have a repair bill at the end? To... Um, I haven't read anything about that, but you do get credits from doing you know missions and dailies. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. And if you have, like you said, there's like 20 ships or something, you can have a build for all of them. Um, and there is a, I read it somewhere, there's a certain type of currency, where was it? Oh, right here. Um, it is a fleet requisition currency um, that you can, like, get that from using cartel coins. Like, one cartel coin is 25 of this currency. That, And then also you can get ship requisition that you can put into fleet requisition that I'm guessing you can use that to build on your ship or something. It's still... There's just so much here. Oh, my gosh. I should have written way more. <laughs> uh, uh, but, I mean, all of this is on the public test room, so it is subject to change. But it is just, it's going to be really fun. I'm just really excited for this because it's completely different from, you know, it's going to be like practically a whole other game. Cause Rise of the Hutt I was Hutt just Cartel, thinking that. Yeah, because Rise of the Hut Cartel is like, woo, new area. <laughs> it's practically the same game, just different looking stuff. And this is just completely different. And it's just, it's really interesting how they're doing this. Yeah, I don't, I don't personally have a whole lot of interest in... Uh, the Old Republic itself. I mean, I leveled my guy through his story and did all that, but this sounds like something that, you know, if I have a half an hour, I could just yeah. 
log yeah. in, fire up my starship, and go kill people. Definitely. Or get killed by people, which yeah. is more likely. But, um, you know, this sounds like just something easy to pick up, do, and then yeah, and you're done. It's really well, as I'm assuming it will go. Um, it's going to bring a lot of new players and old players returning. And if people really like this, they're probably just going to expand on it to just, you know, PvE more type instead of uh, PvP. Um, hopefully they'll come out with guild ships. I really want a guild ship. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just, it's really cool. <laughs> well, the prospects for a guild ship are, are really quite exciting. I think that would be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, and then we can have our guild meetings on it and stuff. Painted blue and silver. Nor's <laughs> Dreadnought. There we go. Well, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. I don't get to play. I'm preferred, so I'll get to play it in January. But I can wait. Yep. I can tell you it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun. Well, nice job, Zira. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And now, we're going to make an artful transition from Zira to her brother, because he asked the first of our Q&A questions this week. Um, OJ asks, lots of MMOs, if not all of them, have seasonal events in their games. WoW has Summerfest, Brewfest, and other winter event akin to Christmas with Grandfather Winter. Of all the games you've played, specifically those with seasonal or special events, what has been the most memorable and or the most fun for you? So I'll let you guys start, Last Naroxi or Zira. Um, I think Guild Wars 2 has been the best, but, um, yeah, I'm sticking with that. Any specific event you want to call out? Um, but, you know, Guild Wars 2 is good. I love their Halloween event, but Rift has some really good events in it, too. I almost forgot about Rift. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All of them. All of them. <laughs> yes. I like. I love the Christmas stuff, and since they added the um, the house decorations last year, I love that. Love it. So there you go. Which game has the house decorations? Oh, Rift. I'm sorry, oh, Rift. Okay. Yeah, you know the dimensional yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I was going to say. Um, I do a lot of reading on Star Wars because I like to know about new updates. And I heard that in some of the patch patch notes or something like that, someone was digging through, and they found player housing stuff in there. So Isn't wow. your ship sort of already player housing? Well, I mean, maybe you'll be able to, like, change things around or something or be able to actually sit in the seats. I don't know. That'd be cool. But you, know. you can't have people over, can you? Yeah, you can have people on your ship. You just have to be in the instance first, and then they come in, and then they get on your ship. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think you can have up to, like, I think you can have a whole ops group in your ship, actually. I don't think it's really a limit. Maybe just a group. Not much to do right now. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, probably after this, maybe they'll come out with some more player housing things. Because, I mean, everyone, especially our peers, really like, you know, having their own instance that's their own home and everything. But can reflect on their character or whatever. Sorry, go ahead. That's silly. I mean, isn't that silly, though, the player housing thing? I mean, 
I never really got to experience player housing before. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I played Rift for a little bit, but I didn't really do much with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like four years straight, and then I played Guild, Guild Wars 2 for a little bit, and then Star Wars, so. Yeah. Well, I think the creativity of creating something out of existing items is what's fun for me. Yeah, because, I mean, I've, I've been playing The Sims since The Sims 1 came out, the first one, oh, and I love yeah. creating the houses. I don't even really play my Sims very often. I just like building houses. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bo and Stacy do that. I think she builds the houses, and, and Bo plays The Sims after the after she's done building houses. My, my wife and I do that in reverse. I build the houses, and then she plays The Sims well, well, I see what you were thinking about. I'd like to see. I actually built like my dream house with Balak and I and everything, and and then oh. I was pregnant with my first kid in The Sims, what? and so he freaked out. <laughs> his his kid, he freaked out, got in the car, and drove to the hospital without. <laughs> <laughs> oh my kid's like, oh my gosh, I have a baby. I have to go to the hospital. So I got on my bicycle and biked my way to the hospital. And I'm nine months, my nine months pregnant. As I'm. <laughs> having <laughs> All right. Now, getting back to OJ's question, do you have a, a favorite in-game holiday, Lass? <laughs> yeah, I uh, probably... Uh, two spring to mind. First of all, the, the Brewfest holiday uh, event, mostly in, in Warcraft, mostly just because of the fun we had as NOR, oh. getting together the groups, going in for the boss, you know, slapping the boss around and just sort of cycling... I mean, there were nights where we would cycle 15, 20, 25 people through that instance and just do it over and over and over. And it, it sounds a little tedious, but we all had a, I, thought, I thought we all had a lot of fun doing it. So I enjoyed that aspect of that event. And then the Christmas stuff for Rift, which was just the simplicity of it, frankly. But they had like a, like a, like a sledding slalom course that, you know, it really didn't do anything other than, you know, you, you got on a big shield and you slid down the side of a mountain trying to slide between these various obstacles or hit snowmen and, and stuff. It was just fun. It was just like a giggle. Uh, and it was really well done. So I enjoyed that. And mine are um, Brewfest for a reason other than Lasses. Like you talked about that slalom course. I love the ram races in Brewfest. Where you have oh, yeah. to like deliver the beer from the the festival to the to the brewery, and you have to like hit the apples on the course with your ram, and you have to choose when to make it go fast or whatever. For whatever reason, I just love that stupid mini game, <laughs> and um, I love fighting the headless horseman during Hollow's End. Oh yeah, that's yep. a good one. That that, that's, good one. that's probably that's my, my even though it's not that hard anymore. Um, that is probably my favorite boss fight in any game ever for a five man or just like you know a regular group size, not like yeah, a real. You have to get the fun. fire. You have to yeah, get the fire just, out, and yeah. Yeah, I love I love the headless horseman. So those are my two. Um, WoW is really the only game I've ever played with seasonal events. I haven't yeah, played Rift enough to do those. I haven't really partaken in any of the the like degree event or anything like that with Star Wars. So WoW is really my only experience, and for the most part, I don't like them because I've done them all so many times. But I like Brewfest and I like Hollow's End still. And then Zierra's question is... Wait, I oh, didn't get the answer. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> mine was definitely the Christmas one in WoW because I remember... Because I played WoW when I was like 12, 13 to like almost 18. And I remember getting up in the morning, opening up Christmas on, <laughs> on Christmas, and then getting online to open my Christmas presents <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, 
I'm definitely a lot of the WoW ones just because I played that game for so long, and and pretty much the seasonal stuff was pretty much the same, and definitely the Hollows, the Hollows End one was definitely a favorite of mine. I just remember just camping out in uh, Goldshire to kill the Headless Horseman to get the the pumpkin at the end. Yeah. All right, and then Zira's question is, uh, what are the host's favorite colors? Um, no, no backstory here. Mine is navy blue. Oh. Really? Yes. What's yours, Lance? Not saying. You have to have a favorite color. I do. Well, I'm just not going to tell you. Why? Because you made fun of me earlier. I did not. Is it one of the colors? Yes, you did. Is it one of the colors I mentioned while we were making fun of you? <laughs> I don't remember what colors you mentioned while you were making fun of me. Is is silver and blue is because those are your favorite colors? My favorite color is, in fact, navy blue. Yes. Oh, my gosh. we got twinsies what? up here. How about you, Roxy? I love pink. <laughs> <laughs> I love pink. I love red and I love black. Well, red I could have figured, for sure. But, but at Christmas, I love silver and blue. Love those colors. So I have a lot of different colors that I love. But pink is my favorite, I think. All right, Zero, what's your favorite color? Yeah, um, like a dark green, kind of like foresty green, and like oh. a dark royal purple are my two favorites. They look really pretty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there, now you know our favorite colors. Yay. Thank you, OJ and Zero, for those questions. Um, we'll collect more for the next episode on the forums. Now we're going to move on. I'm going to talk about Warlords of Draenor, the new expansion for World of Warcraft. Um, high level, some of the new features of the expansion are new character models for all of the old races. Uh, new PvP zone that's not like um, any zones Blizzard has given us before, in that everything that happens is persistent. A level cap is going from 90 to 100. Um, you'll be able to get your own garrison, which... Reminds me of the old stronghold system in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And anybody who buys the expansion will actually be able to boost one character up to level 90 so they can skip straight to the expansion immediately. Um, this is something that's targeted at someone like me who has 65 alts or um, somebody who's been gone for a couple of expansions and wants to come back and just get straight into playing with their friends. So that's high level. I'm going to move into some of the stuff here. The new character models, they showed them at BlizzCon for the Dwarf, the Orc, the Gnome. Um, they're absolutely beautiful compared to the ones that were originally in the game. Obviously, WoW came out nine years ago now. Um, and the original models are getting getting kind of old, especially when you compare them to the Goblin from the Goblin and Worgen from Cataclysm and the Pandarian from Mr. Fandaria. Um, the old character models just looked terrible at this point, and the new ones are just stunning. They're still WoW's, you know, Blizzard's cartoony aesthetic, but um, the fidelity on them is just so much better. You know, for example, the current gnome is 956 polygons. The new gnome, gnome is 5,400. Um, roughly five times the visual fidelity of what the Lola has. The texture quality is higher. Um, they've got new animation bones and rigging. It's just, it's awesome. They showed some, some animations of them at BlizzCon, and everything from emotes that you do to attacks that you do has just got more life to it. Um, anybody who's, you know, starting to think, wow, looks a little old, at least it's going to look a little better with, with Warlords of Draenor coming up. Um, 
Another big feature hitting that's going to confuse some people who don't know what happened is they're finally going to deal with um, the stat inflation. Um, while, when's the last time you played WoW last? You're a tank. Oh, God. Um, last time I was tanking in WoW, we were doing Lich King. And what was your health? 25,000, 30,000 buffed, somewhere in that area? At the end of Mists of Pandaria, a tank, a, a tank in good gear, fully buffed, has around a half a million health. Okay. Oh, my um, God. You're at 25,000 from Lich King. Uh, they're introducing what they're calling a stat squish. Um, basically, they're just rounding everything down. So it's just, yeah, normal, normalize everything down. Yeah, they're just, they're normalizing, it's not even, they're not changing the stats in any of the gear. They're just basically moving the decimal points so that instead of having a half million health, you'll log in with around 45,000. Um, oh, that's nice. Yes. It, it, the main reason they did it is because for people who run groups or PvP or raids, the numbers have gotten so big that it's really hard to see what's happening. Um, I know at the end of Cataclysm when I was raiding, I was doing 25,000 DPS. Yep. Um, I mean, that's, that's when I stopped. Was that's, Cataclysm. Yeah, that's what you wanted your raid to hit as a, mm-hmm. as a whole in Lich King is 25,000 DPS. So they're introducing the stat squish, which should shrink everything down. But a lot of people who don't like read the news in advance or read patch notes are going to log in and freak the hell out. Um, so that's going to happen. So be, be aware of it. Um, and the big, the, the only real new feature of Warlords of Draenor is your garrison. Uh, your garrison is an extension of the farm you had in Mists of Pandaria, and it is player housing. Uh, each zone, oh, that's cool. Each zone in Warlords of Draenor has at least one. Some of them have several spots where you can pick to build your garrison. Your garrison is basically a village. You start with an inn. Um, you can recruit followers uh, to your garrison, and you have several building slots. You start with a, a town hall, a mine, a farm, and a fishing shack. Uh, the town hall is kind of like an inn. Um, there's small building slots, medium building slots, and large building slots, and you'll be able to pick which buildings you put in which slots um, so you can tailor them to your character. You can um, upgrade all of the buildings. Uh, some of the buildings, when you upgrade them in your garrison long enough, will give you passive buffs. Um, if you have, like, um, a mine on your garrison and you buff it, and you you can have one of your followers mine for you, so every day when you log in, you have a bunch of ore waiting for you, stuff, stuff like that. Uh, the small buildings are all actually um, based on crafting buildings in WoW. So there's an alchemy lab, a smithy, an enchanter's study, engineering works, scribe's office, salvage yard, storehouse, tailoring studio, jewel crafting gallery, and tannery. And you have access to, to trade skills that you don't have yourself, limited access to trade skills that you don't have yourself. So you can have one of your followers work the building, and if you need something made, you can go get it there um, in a limited capacity. Like, they won't have crafting epics and that kind of stuff. Um, medium buildings are a pet stable, a trading post, a lumber mill, a barn, and an inn. At the inn, you can pick up new followers, um, Large buildings are a barracks, infirmary, armory, stable, academy, and mage tower. And when you've got your thing, you've built up and you've leveled it up, you can actually recruit more and more followers. Followers have quality levels, you know, green, blue, purple. Uh, and you can send them on missions. Um, it works kind of like the crew system in Star Trek Online, not so much Star Wars. Um, you can send them on a quest 
which levels up your followers and they'll bring you back some quest loot, probably some gold. You can send five of your followers on a dungeon run. Uh, these take longer. Um, they're a little harder. You could lose a follower. They could die. Um, you could send them on a scenario, easier than a dungeon, harder than a quest. Or if you have enough followers that are at least level 10, or level 100 followers start at level 90 and they level up like a character in, in the expansion would, you can actually send them on a raid. Um, with a quest, it'll usually take an hour or two and then they'll bring you back some kind of reward. Um, a dungeon, it'll take maybe a day. A raid, it'll take three or four days and they'll come back and they'll bring you some kind of loot, reward, other thing. Um, you can invite your friends to your garrison. You can go to your friends' garrisons. Um, it's it's player housing for WoW. It's done in a Blizzard style. And to me, it, it feels like old um, strongholds in Dungeons & Dragons. Um, it's one of the things I'm looking forward to most in Warlords of Draenor as a WoW player. <clears throat> a couple other feature changes. They're changing the raid structure. Right now, there's six types of raids in WoW. Raid Finder for 25 people, Flexible Raids for 10 to 25 people, Normal Mode at 10 people or 25 people, Heroic Mode at 10 people or 25 people. Raid Finder, still going to be, it's going to build a 25-person raid, but if a couple people leave while it's queuing to get the rest of the people in there, it'll scale down like a Flexible Raid would, so it'll scale the bosses down to 23 or 22, so you don't have to wait for people to come back, you can still complete the raid. Um, the current flexible mode is going to become the new normal, 10 to 25. Um, you can't queue for it. You actually have to get the people together and go do it. Um, the current normal becomes heroic, once again flexible from 10 to 25. Uh, again, you can't queue for it. You have to get the people together and go do it. And then the final tier is mythic, um, and this replaces heroic, and it's set at a number of t- it's set at a solid t- uh, 20 people. So no more 10-man heroic, no more 25-man heroic. Now it's just 20-person mythic. Um, with mythic, um, there's no queuing. Unlike the other raid tiers, you can't group through Battle.net ID from across servers. You've all got to be on the same server, um, and that's still for the hardcore progression-based people who race for world firsts and stuff for the hardest content, and they tuned that one at just a solid 20 people. So there's going to be some 10-man guilds that are going to have to merge with another 10-man guild or get recruiting, and there's some 25-man guilds that are going to have to kick five people off of their raid team. But for the overall health of the game, they felt that 20 was a better number, um, just in terms of how easy it is to tune. And then with the flexible modes for Raid Finder, Normal, and Heroic, um, any guild between 10 and 25 members can accomplish those. There's no hard, there's no hard breakpoints in how much loot you get. You get more loot the more people you have, but there's no hard breakpoints like from 13 to 14. It doesn't go up by, you know, another piece of loot. It's percentage based and, um, it's based on the personal loot system, so your loot is not dependent on the other people in the raid. I feel like I've been talking forever. Um, they're going to have a pre-launch event again. They did not do one for Mists of Pandaria, for Cataclysm. Deathwing sort of destroyed the world, but there wasn't a whole lot there. Uh, Lich King had the Scourge Invasion, and um, Burning Crusade had the Infernal Invasion. So they're going to have um, another event again like like that for getting into Warlords of Draenor. What's going to happen is the Dark Portal down in the Blasted Lands in Southern Eastern Kingdoms. It's going to turn from green to red, and a bunch of angry orcs are going to start pouring out of it. 
and you, uh, even before the expansion launches, are going to go on a suicide mission through the portal to try and close it from the other side. So that's going to be the pre-launch event. We don't know exactly how it's going to start or end yet, but they're actually going to have one again. They didn't do it for the last expansion, and they didn't really do much of one for Cataclysm either. Um, that sounds cool. I read about that, and I was like, ooh, I want to be there. And I didn't, I didn't mention it specifically on the forums, but the story for this one, because I don't, I don't like mentioning story on the forums because you never know who's writing, what they've accomplished, and I don't want to spoil anything. But I'm going to mention it now on the podcast. So if you don't want to know how all this happened, skip ahead two, three, four minutes. Um, at the end of Mists of Pandaria, you, the final raid boss is Garrosh Hellscream, the leader of the orcs. The Horde and Alliance are both trying to take him down. He's a bad man. Um, you beat him. Thrall is about to smash his head in with a hammer. Um, Barry and Rin, the leader of... Uh, the human storm of, of Stormwind stops him, and <clears throat> they decide to put Garrosh on trial. Um, well, as always happens when you try to put somebody on trial, they escape. <clears throat> he escaped, and with the help of a certain member of the Bronze Dragonflight, um, he actually goes through the Dark Portal to Draenor, which some people will know later as Outland, before the orcs form the Horde under the Burning Legion. Um... Garrosh always believed that that was the orc's biggest failure was, be- failure was becoming slaves of the Burning Legion. Um, but Garrosh is still bent on domination and believes in an orcish horde. So Garrosh goes back to Draenor <coughs> to form the horde without the demonic influence on it and come back to present-day Azeroth to kill us. So there was a lot of people that are confused about this and it's actually not that confusing it's not a time travel expansion we're not going back in time to save our present we're not going to stop him from attacking alliance 30 years ago which is how much time has happened between that actual event in warcraft um think of it like um the star trek reboot uh the romulan nero came to the Star Trek timeline, and basically created an alternate universe, alternate reality, and that's what Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness took place in. Garrosh Hellscream is doing that for Draenor. He's stopping them from becoming thralls to the demons, but he's still forming the Horde to attack us, who just kicked him out of Orgrimmar, the Alliance of the Horde. <clears throat> um, they've said that while Garrosh gets things started, he is not the end boss of the expansion. Um, he gets things started. I have a feeling that the orcs of Draenor just kill him. But that's just me. So that's that's the story hook that gets us in it. Like they said, it's not a time travel expansion. We don't have to go back and save our past. This is a clear and present threat. For now. Um, well, you know, one thing that comes to mind about this expansion is that, you know, if it was coming to a new graphic engine, like a totally quote-unquote new game, it WoW would return to the top of the leaderboard as, as far as most popular games because WoW to me is still the best game I've ever played. Technically, you know what I mean. It just doesn't have the graphics or the WoW factor. I disagree. Um, really? I, well, I mean, they've, WoW does not have the graphic engine it had when it was created. It has some of the graphics it was well, it had when it was created, but. In my opinion, Mists of Pandaria looks as good as any so. other game. Well, you have to give Blizzard their style. Blizzard doesn't do photorealistic 
graphics because they don't age yeah, well. They do they do their style, and I think in that well, style, true, I think Mr. Pandaria looks as good as any other game. The big detriment with Mr. Pandaria is that you're still looking at your ugly ass human, or you know your ugly dwarf that is eight years old and looks like crap, especially in comparison to the rest of the stuff there. Um, the new character models and the art they have in World of Draenor, I think, is as good as any other MMO. They um, do look good. I know. They do look really pretty. I'm really happy about that. I mean, that's. I mean, some of that's going to be personal preference. There's some people who don't like WoW's style and never have, and it's not going to impress those people. Blizzard has their style, and they use it for a specific reason. But um, the, the only thing I found intriguing about this, this expansion was the the updating of the graphics. I mean, I was when I oh, saw yeah. them side by side, I, I had a little bit of an ooh moment. Uh, but that was it. And in fact, if I had any thoughts about you know, even trying the expansion, Tyler's description of the storyline completely turned me around on that. Really? Oh, God, yeah. All I care about is that I'm fighting a badass army of evil. and That sounds good to me. That's happening, so I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Happy with the decision I've made, and I'm sticking to it. You were never coming back to WoW anyway. It's not for you. No, probably not. I still think he has thoughts sometimes. I do not. I can honestly say I do not miss it. Come on. I miss my friends. I miss playing together, particularly in the team stuff. But I, I don't miss the game at all. And even if I, even if we could get everybody together and, and they said they, they would play again, I don't think I would go back to the game. Selwood. Uh, Elle says she misses it all the time. My daughter does too. So I think we, you, they may, they may go back to playing, but I, I will not. I kind of wish it had a, like a better free to play model though. Well, free to play is not coming. Uh, they did confirm that at BlizzCon. Aww. Well, there's no motive for them to do that. I mean, I, I know. There's, they're absolutely not. Um, they're still. So that doesn't Roughly five times bigger than any other game. Definitely. So, when we go ahead and free-to-play, they would have to make up a whole heap of juice. Um, that's just not going to happen. And I would imagine that their next <clears throat> MMO is out the door before they have but the subscribers dip far enough that free-to-play is a better option for them monetarily than subscription. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I would love, if they were free-to-play, I would have no problems with that, but... If they, especially if they followed Rift's model where all the content is free and everything you can buy is like a boost or a cosmetic item, that would be great. But yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I'd like I will say this. Their, their shop that they have is outrageous. Don't you Wait, think? Rift? No, I'm talking about Blizzards for WoW. Well, they don't... The in-game items, I think they're just really expensive. The mounts and the pets? Yeah. Yeah, but they're meant to be that way. They're expensive not to make more money. They're expensive to have fewer people having them. Um, there's always that makes there's, no sense. I know, but there's always this weird prestige factor with people who have them and the people who don't because the people who don't buy things on the wild pet shop or the wild mount shop look down on the other people. Yeah, it's just an e peen fee. A yeah. what? It's an e peen fee. An e peen what? My I am bigger. Mine is bigger than yours. Fee. I'm willing to pay a hundred dollars for a stupid mountain oh, that nobody else has, so I'm cooler I, than everybody. No, no, I got the eping thing, but I I couldn't understand fee. Oh, fee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still think it's it's just outrageously expensive, and mainly because 
you know, Jay would not let me buy anything off the store. You know, if I buy for the game every month. You there's know? five mounts in the Blizzard store and like 200 in game. Why would you need to buy one from the store ever anyway? Well, they've had some cool stuff. I have to admit, when they first came out with the first mount, I went and bought it. <laughs> The Celestial <laughs> one. Yeah. The Celestial Steed. Yep, because that was yeah. the very first one that they came out with. And I'm like, I need it. <laughs> well, and most yeah, of the pets... That, I might have bought that one, too. Most of the pets that they have in the store actually all started as charity items. Yeah. Like, they're coming right. out with another one in a couple weeks that's for the um, the hurricane in the Philippines. Yep. Oh, cool. So, I mean, most of the pets in the store started as a charity item. Uh, they had one for Sandy. They had one <clears throat> for... Right you know, another disaster before that, and then when it's over, they leave the pet there, obviously, but that's what yeah. the proceeds of those go for. I've got a couple of the charity pets, and, um, you know, I really like those. I don't think I've ever bought a mount, but I got a mount for recruiting. So there you go. Yeah, I got the rocket one from recruiting, the two-passenger one. Did you really? Yeah. It's a nice mount. It See, I've never bought a mount, and I've never got a recruiter friend mount, but I have 140 mounts. I can't remember how many mounts I have. I have the the Zulin Zuldrake Tiger one. It was like my favorite mount. The, like, Do you remember Sethic Halls from Yes. <clears throat> um, Burning Crusade? Burning Crusade, yeah. yeah. There was a boss in there on Heroic that only appeared at the time if you had a druid in your party who was on their epic yep. flight quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ran Sethic Halls 47 times in Cataclysm, solo, Heroic. Um, to get the mount that that guy drops. I did the same thing in Magister's Terrace, which was the final five-man dungeon. I got that mount. And got the White Hawk Strider. Yep. That's, that's what, basically what I did in Cataclysm. Once I hit 90 with my Death Knight, I went and farmed mounts. Lord. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, I got the, I got the, the, the Charger from Old Stratholm from the base no, I, never got I got that one in six tries. I think oh, Bo did that. I think he did that 150 times before he oh. got that damn mount. Yeah, I did it in six tries all in one day. Which mount was that? It's. It looks like the skeletal horse that the undead oh, yeah. ride, but it's a different color. It's the yeah. Baron's, you know. It's yeah, the, the Baron's, Baron's Charger. Did. Uh, yeah. I got that on my first try. She did. Got it on her first oh, try. Oh, my God. There. Rock, yeah. And Bo, I don't think Bo ever got it, did he? Oh, he got it eventually, yes. But I, I remember him... You know, you nearly gave him a second heart attack when you got it, when we, you and I, and when you, me, and him went. Yeah, I was <laughs> running, I think it was, it was, is it Soul Drake? Soul Drac? Yeah. Yeah, Drac. I ran that with a friend of mine, like, months on end, just every single time the raid reset, we would go in and get it, and, and once the tiger drop, fi- mount finally dropped, I got it, and he was so mad at me, because we did it together, <laughs> you know, like, you can't, you can't just cut the tiger in half, and oh, you get part of it, you know. But he finally got his, so I still ran it with him to try and get him a mount. <laughs> My favorite mount is from the Obsidian Sanctum. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kill the main dragon boss while leaving the other three bosses alive, which means yeah, they attack you during the fight. Mm-hmm. So um, we got that one during Cataclysm, which even though killing everything was sort of trivial, that was still really, really hard. Because oh, yeah. one of the other dragons that comes in doesn't do an actual like damage amount. It just does an instant kill ability. So you have to like catch it as it comes in and kite it around without killing it. 
Oh, yeah. And then, like, the walls of fire that pop up. Yeah. Kite around it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I got that one. It's my greatest achievement in life. I've never got that one. That's a good one. Hello? Huh? Oh, I was asking last what his favorite mount was from WoW. Or do you have one? Oh, I don't know that I have one. No. A horse? I'd have to think about it. <laughs> Your horse. The horse. You got. There you go. <laughs> yeah, his, his um, Palomino. Do you remember the quest line, or not the quest, but the reputation grind for the Frost Cat? Sure. Yeah, I did That's that. my favorite. Yep. That's I my favorite that. mount. I will say my favorite quest line was probably the vanilla Hunter's Epic Bow quest line. Really? That was pretty That good. I did. Well, it was extremely challenging. I mean, I don't, I don't really recall anything like it in the game. Otherwise, um, it was really hard. To, it was hard just to get the initial item, and then hard to complete the quest. Right. And I did it with uh, me and Kai. Did it. In fact, he had to help me because I sucked so bad. But uh, it was very challenging. Yeah, I remember the quest line you had to do for the warlock and paladin mount before you can right. just train it. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that costs as much as just buying a regular mount. <laughs> yeah, and the druid quest too to get mm-hmm. the different forms. Those were now you just get them. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day. Back in the day. Wasn't it more fun back in the day? I kind of miss the class quest. I think it was like level thirty or forty. Everyone would have like a special class quest that they had to go do, and you all had to it go was... to the sunken temple. Yeah. There was yeah. there was one at twenty and then one again at forty. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. It was. Um, I just remember the forty one apparently more. <laughs> whatever the Worgen dungeon is, I don't remember the name of it. Oh, oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, that one is the level twenty one, and then at the level forty, you'd have to go to um, Sunken Halls. Yeah, I love Sunken Temple. Good times. And the yeah. new the new um, remade heroic in. Warlords of Draenor is uh, Upper Black Rock Spire. Oh, oh which oh. Is, which I I love that dungeon. So yeah, me too. Um, oh, it fits in gosh. well with the Orcish team. Last want to play more and more. No, he's not going to play. I want to I want to do that one. That oh yeah. That whole the entire group BRD Upper Black Rock that was all my favorite. I loved those. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I love the. The depths in the spire there. Yeah. Yeah. You had the little dwarvish city and the... Yeah, yeah, I liked that whole mountain. That, yeah, that was a favorite spot for me, too. And since then, I've soloed more more, a couple times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. All right, that's enough for WoW. (laughs) It's never enough... Wow. Like I said when we started doing the podcast, you know, I may leave WoW from time to time, but I will never leave it permanently. I'll be there till the bitter end, so um, it's still my favorite MMO even now. Uh, the combat feels the way I want it to feel. I have just a ridiculous connection to my Death Knight for no reason. Um, I, have never, I have never identified with a character in any game like I do with my Death Knight, and I don't know why. But do you think it's just because you've spent so long gaming there is why? Not necessarily. Uh, like the combat thing, I've played Rift and and I've played Star Wars, and for whatever reason, the combat feels wrong to me. 
the way the game reacts to my button presses doesn't feel the way I would like it to. And it does in WoW. Guild Wars 2 pretty much does as well, too. But it feels... it. And again, this is just completely feel. I have no idea if it's true, but it feels somehow slow in Rift and Star Wars, and it bothers me to no end. Um, so part of it is that WoW feels better to me to play. When I hit buttons, things happen the way I expect them to. And in those other games, it doesn't. Guild Wars, it does, but... I have other problems with that game. Um, I don't think it's just the time thing. Because if it was just the time thing, I'd still be playing Dark Age of Camelot. Um, because I hit that game harder and with with more time than I ever put in a while at any stretch. Hmm. Well, I miss my druid. I'm just saying. No, if it was if it was like massively multiplayer online, I would I would probably die playing XCOM. <laughs> Which is apt. Alright, that's it for a while. That we're gonna go to we're gonna go to last and he's gonna make us all feel stupid. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Wow. I, I've got I've got my well it's it's time for the, the it's, puzzle. It's, it's time, time for, for the brainer. brainer. It's time for the brainer. He's gonna give us the answer to last week's and he's gonna give us the new one. Right. Last week's was the uh the the inaccessible or not visible light from the, the three switches that you were standing in front of. And you have uh, one opportunity to, to determine which of the three switches is connected to the light. There's only one switch connected to the light. And actually, several people got I like it. like this one. <laughs> uh, Zira posted, I think, and I got a couple of PMs and emails. And uh, so everybody who, who uh, responded certainly got it right. Um, the answer, the short answer is you, you, and this, I suppose, depends on the light being at some sort of incandescent light, but whatever. Everybody sort of took that as assumed. Uh, you turn on the first, all of the switches are off. You turn on one switch for, you know, five or ten minutes. Uh, we'll call it the first switch. Then you shut that switch off. You turn on the second switch, and then you go into the room to see if the light is on or not. If the light is on, then, of course, it is the second switch. If it is off, but the light is warm, the bulb is warm, then you know it's the first switch. And if it is not on, then you know it is the third switch. Yep. Clever. Yeah, I wouldn't have think Sierra would have got that one because she lives in the age of compact fluorescence and LED bulbs. Yeah, <laughs> do you even know what an incandescent light bulb is? The ones that get hot. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. I actually electrocuted myself once on a light bulb because I was making a fort in my room when I was younger, and the lamp fell over, and I picked it up and I shocked myself. Yeah. yeah. She knows more than you thought, Tyler. <laughs> All right, this week's is short and sweet, and here it is. If it takes six men one hour to dig six holes, how long does it take one man to dig half a hole? Oh, I want to know. You're not supposed to answer. Oh, why didn't I just say I don't know? <laughs> Oh, wait, is, are we not supposed to answer yet? No, no, I don't think so. Short, I think everybody's got to submit their answers to last. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can, you can PM me or you can post or whatever. Guessing, but Who submitted the correct answer on the last one, did you say? Zero did on the uh, forums, and also OJ, I think, and... Well, OJ just copied off her. Probably. Well, that could be. Uh, but also Gil responded, and I think R2 responded as well. Well, congratulations, guys. Oh, um, last, I was going to ask you, um, when did you get, like, all of the awards, like, figured out, or 
Right. We have we have decided who the winners of the awards are, and due to the holidays and rock traveling, we're going to have the award ceremony at the High Council meeting on December the 8th. And we will be notifying the nominees, so... Right, so we'll make sure that everybody attends. Yeah, so if you're a nominee or you just want to see all the excitement, be sure to show up. All right. Thank you to Roxy for telling us about the PlayStation 4. You're welcome. Thank you to Zier for telling us about the Galactic Starfighter. Yep. Thank you to OJ and Zier for asking questions this week. Yes. Thank you yes, to yes. me for talking about Warlords of Draenor. <laughs> and surviving the process. Yes. Uh, yep. Those people listening don't know that I had to pause it twice to hack up my lungs. Um, and thank you to Lass for making us all feel stupid again. Yes, thank you, Lass. <laughs> hey, I, I think won you the did game. a pretty good job of that with your protagonist, antagonist. I, I didn't know half of those. Yeah. No, if I think I think if we had OJ on, he'd have made a clean sweep. Oh my oh. gosh, he would have known all of them, but like maybe two. I know he's gonna be screaming at the iPad or whatever it is. I this know, right? Time. He's just gonna be screaming at his monitor the whole time. Well, based on his last <laughs> post on the forum in regards to the podcast, he'll listen to this sometime in February. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so. sure there's gonna be quite a few people that are gonna know all the answers, too, when they listen, they're going to be like, God, they're stupid. Hey, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to ask, and, and Zero, feel free to answer as well, real quick. I know, Tyler, you're probably oxygen deprived, but um, what, do, what do people think of the new, the sort of the revised format that we've been using? I've really enjoyed it. I, I kind of like how we've, we've set it up. Love it. Wait, what are we talking about? We sort of re-upped the format. We changed the format a little bit on the podcast. Um, Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about, like, the forms. Or, yeah. I don't know what we're talking Instead about. of one long, meandering conversation, we're breaking it up into, into individual sections. Yeah, no, I, I like that. It, it works out a lot. It kind of flows together better than just, like, kind of random talking. <laughs> yeah. Bad dudes. Okay, good. Yeah, well, I like good. it. And we'll keep refining it and making sure everybody's got a stopwatch visible so we know where our segments are going. Yeah, we probably have to be a little more disciplined with the timing. So, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Everybody give me a Hail Nor and we will sign off. Hail Nor. Hail Nor. Hail New Outriders. Hail Nor. <laughs>